as coaches, often we get caught up in what we're teaching or what we're saying or how we're communicating something when the most powerful communication that we have is how we live. Hello and welcome to episode 34 of the Mental Sweet Spot podcast, where we share stories, tips, and advice to help softball coaches develop mentally tough teams. Today's guest is a coach, speaker, and author who works with adolescent girls, helping them become more confident, brave, and impactful. She's helped players, teams, and coaches all over the country learn what it takes to become a leader that you've always dreamt of being with the MVP Leadership Academy. She's also the leader of our dream team and uses these same skills with us as well. We think you'll hear throughout the episode how passionate she is about helping others reach their highest potential and leave a lasting mark on their world. Today, we discuss her favorite moment in her journey so far, the steps that have led to the magical place where we have the opportunity to make an impact on players, parents, and coaches around the world, her five-step process she uses with adolescent girls, and much more. Today, instead of a freebie, we're giving you a personal challenge. More on that at the end. First, a message about our new free training. We've spoken to hundreds of coaches who want to implement mental training more, and they know it's the answer, but they're strapped for time, you're trying things but not getting results, and you don't know where to start. Join us for our free training where we teach you the seven steps that will help you see your kids get better faster, spend less time spinning your wheels trying to do it all on your own, and most importantly, help you feel much more fulfilled, not just at the end of the season, but right now. Join us this week by heading to mentalsweetspot.com and signing up. Now, without further ado, we are so excited to share the energy and wisdom of our leader and good friend, Jen Starkey. Welcome, Jen. Woo! Is that, is that the now? Is that the it was till you asked. <laughs> so, way to ruin it. We're gonna roll with it. We're gonna roll with it, guys. Just so you know, I like we started recording and then I did my woo, which I always do before I speak. It's like my anchor gets me pumped up, and then uh, and then we went off on this other tangent. So she's like, I expect another woo, and I'm like, well, when do I do it? She's like, you'll know the moment, you'll know the time. So just checking. <laughs> she knew the time. It was right. <laughs> now you see what I mean. This is the perfect example. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we talked a little bit before this and. I've decided just now to pull a Jen Starkey and go with my gut. We're going to go on a different tangent today. Instead of doing the usual, let me tell your backstory. I want you to start with your favorite moment so far in this whole journey of helping people become awesome. Oh my gosh. You're throwing me curveballs. That's hard. Yes. And you can handle it. I know you can. I can totally handle it. My favorite moment in helping people become awesome? Correct. Oh, that's really hard. There's a lot, but I'll tell you the most recent one. Um, and it, it, I think your listeners will really appreciate this because I got to meet Mel and Alicia for the first time together in person. You two. Uh, well, how long ago was it? I thought it was last week, but it was two weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> time flies. Flies. Uh, and there was this moment when we were in a coach's mastermind together. We had a bunch of coaches from a large organization in Illinois and I was watching the two of you stand up in front of everybody. And I had Stacey Mahoy, who's who she was on the podcast last week, right? Or the week before. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Dale was there from London. So we had our whole team there. And I was listening to these coaches share their ahas about like what they had learned from this very short, maybe 45 minute session with you guys and how it had shifted their perspective. And I was sitting back, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the moment I have. I knew <laughs> it was like, 
oh, the heavens opened up. It was so cool. <laughs> and, then, um, and then fast forward later that night, we were just, we, we had done some really amazing things that day. We had our mental performance clinic in the morning for the girls. And then in the afternoon, we did a local impact project where we had all the girls do a uh, toys for tots drive where they only had three hours to do it. And all the kids had to figure it out on their own without, without the parents help. And you guys had to just coach them and you couldn't tell them what to do. And then we went to dinner and we took everybody to laser tag, all of our new clients and our ignite program. And we had a great time going bowling and doing laser tag and just watching everybody sit around the table together. And it was at the end of that day, which is like a 24 hour day. Cause you guys started in Chicago that morning at the NFCA clinic. And we, and you guys started there drove out and then we ended up in like Peoria, Illinois, like in the middle <laughs> and we go into this Airbnb and we're sitting down around the Christmas tree and we're talking about our highlights from the day. I was like, wow, look at the magic that, that we created together. It had felt like we had worked together for six years and it was our first day all together meeting. And it's like, I don't know how long I have been waiting for this moment to see this amount of transformation in one day, not just in our team, not just in the girls in the clinic, but in the coaches in the community, and the parents, it was magic. It was so cool. Totally agree. Oh, yeah, as we were sitting there in our cute little Christmas house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now I know where I'm going to take this. So as you're talking about this, like this is what I've always thought about as I applied for jobs. And I always thought about when I graduated college and thought about, okay, now what am I going to do with the real world? I've always known I wanted to be a part of a supportive team. Yeah, like people who get me and get it and we're all on the same page and working toward the same things and they bring awesome things to the table that I couldn't and it was just this moment of like huh we got here yeah all right Jen, Jen and I just had this conversation yesterday too about what it feels like like when I'm talking to my players about what, how special it is to be part of a team that accomplishes something and I felt that myself like you Mel it's like being part of such an amazing group of people that have that same passion as you do, um, you can really accomplish some amazing things together. And that, I agree with Jen, like that moment in that house when we were eating all those awesome chocolate chip cookies and just sitting around talking, it was, it was, I think we all had this same realization at the exact same time, which made it even more special, I think, because we were, you could see it all over everyone's face, which was so cool. But I think like if for coaches that are listening or players that are listening or parents that are listening, you know, we throw a lot around a lot of buzzwords, things like being part of a team or being an active member in your community or having an impact and being mentally tough and being confident. There's all these buzzwords. And we think we know what it means until we actually learn and discover and feel what it means. And we were at the NFCA clinic and I heard people talk about they want their kids to be resilient or they want to help them understand the mental game. And when we ask them questions about well, what does that mean for you and what would that look like, it's completely different than what we've experienced, what mental game actually looks like. So for me, I was talking to Alicia when I was riding, I drive, we were driving to jujitsu and I was stuck in traffic for way too long. So I just talked to her for like two hours last night. <laughs> and, um, and I was talking to her, I said, you know, until, until this year, I've never experienced friendship, true friendship, true teamwork. I've never been part of a true team like I have this year. And I've been part of a lot of teams, a lot of really great teams, but never felt the magic. And I was asking her, I said, you know, there's this new person that I think would be a great addition to our team, but this person, she, she still really wants to go out alone. And I can understand that. And I was like, but how do you communicate this feeling of what we've created and the transformation we create for our clients? How do you communicate that if someone hasn't experienced it? 
And Alicia was like, I don't think you can. I think you just have to feel it. So. I totally you, agree with that. Especially because everybody's individual experience with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I do feel like it wasn't just magic. Like it was magical the way it all came together. But I feel like there were definite steps and pieces of the puzzle you like to talk about that led to that wonderful day and that wonderful week. What were some things that you felt kind of led you to this place right now? To this place right now. So if we're going to define what this place is right now, I would say right now we are in a place where we have the opportunity to impact thousands and thousands of people uh, in softball organizations, through coaches, through parents, um, not just here in the U.S., but in Canada and the U.K. Um, And so, yeah, this has been something I've been working for for a very, very long time. This is a vision that I had the first vision back in 2010. Um, and so there has been a lot of pieces that have been put into place where I always knew this was possible. Well, <laughs> there was sometimes I didn't know if it was possible, um, but I maintained that faith and that belief. So there are some steps that went into that to be able to create the kind of culture and to be able to attract the right team um, to be able to do this. So we, I don't know, what do you want to do, Mel? I could, we could walk through some steps, but there's kind of a concept that's coming to me. I just want to share. Share the concept. So a lot of coaches, whether they're looking at recruiting players or athletes that are looking to find their right match for a team, like, how do I find this kind of coach? Or how do I find this kind of player? And when I talk to the players, I'm like, well, if that's the kind of coach that you want to have, if you want to have a coach that believes in you and supports you and a kind of coach that invests in themselves and is always learning themselves, what kind of athlete do you need to be? How do you need to show up? Because everybody's always looking for, well, what can other people do for me? Mm. And especially young people, right? But coaches too, like, okay, I'm looking for this kind of player. Well, it's like, if you want to attract that kind of player, what kind of coach do you need to be? If you want to attract that kind of parent into your organization or that kind of assistant coach or that kind of leadership team into your organization, what kind of person do you need to be? And so focusing on how I show up as an individual first and really mastering my own mental game and who, how I show up as a, someone who's vulnerable, who practices what I preach. I talked to Alicia about that last night, who puts myself in difficult situations, who is resilient and bounces back from failure. What does that look like for me? What do I have to do? And I told Alicia last night, I said, for the first time, I think in April, I really, really committed to practicing what I preach. Um, because I had this moment last year, I was speaking in April, I was speaking at the Calgary Olympic and training Institute. Um, so it was right after the, the winter Olympics, I'm doing one of my mental performance clinics and I'm an American in Canada <laughs> at the <laughs> Olympic training Institute. And there's, you know, hundreds of people coming to hear me speak and I'm getting ready and I'm in the locker room where these Olympians get ready. And I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I'm like, oh my gosh, I am so out of alignment right now. I am, um, I'm not working out and training like I should be. I've gotten distracted by these other things. I'm not surrounding myself with people who really support me. And I just looked at every area of my life right before I went to go out and speak, which is probably not the thing I should have been thinking about at the moment. (laughs) And I'm I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I was kind of disgusted at the moment. And I've been doing this for a long time. And I just slowly, slowly, slowly had gotten off track, off track, off track. And so I, I gave my speech that I, I always give this mental performance training, this confidence building, leadership development program. And it was like an out-of-body experience. It was like for the first time I really listened for myself what I was saying. Mm. And so the next day I changed everything. I invested uh, in a high-level coach. I put myself in a new environment. I started training a new sport 
that I had never trained before completely changed everything. Over the next several months, I lost 40 pounds. I had made more money than I had ever made. I had brand new, like real friends that I had never experienced. I started attracting the most amazing clients. And then that's when when uh, the team started assembling, it was like because of how I was showing up as someone who was really putting myself out there and being vulnerable that I hadn't been before. And I think because of that decision to really go all in and stop letting the, the, the stories and the excuses that were going on in the back of my head from experiencing all this greatness and creating all this greatness that I wanted to be able to experience for myself and for the world, that was the, the, the turning point. And there's been a lot of turning points along, along the way, but I think if that moment hadn't happened, I don't know where we would be today. Mm-hmm. I love that story. Cause I totally get that. It's, it's one thing to envision your goals and where you want to go and then how you're going to get there, but no one really gets to that piece of, okay, now what do I need to do to show up in the best way to attract those awesome things to me? Yeah. Okay. So that's a perfect transition. Okay. So so for those people who don't know, I work with youth athletes, individuals, right? Obviously I work with you guys. We have our team. We serve, we, we serve organizations and leaders and people who want to develop a business in leadership or youth leadership development. But, but my, my starting point was working with softball players. And now it's working with youth, youth girls, right? Competitive female athletes that have big goals, have big, big dreams. Um, but maybe something's happened in their life. They've experienced some kind of adversity, some kind of challenge, something has shifted and their parents or their coaches start to see that light dimming and they see them start to become part of the herd. And they see that internal drive that was once there has now disappeared. And so they start to see this shift and they're concerned because if you look at what's going on in society today and you talk to coaches, the kids aren't motivated. They don't communicate the same way parents struggle to communicate with their kids. They're, they're digging themselves in their phone. Um, it's just they're what I call the meh mindset, right? They're they're struggling, they're anxious, they're stressed, they're exhausted, they're tired. Um, and so those are the kinds of people that I work with in order to completely change the trajectory of their lives. And the first step in that, and there's there's five steps, but the very first step is what we call um, ignition. And the, the, the process we walk them through is called a GPS. So Alicia, if you, let's say you wanted to go to Disney World, right? And you're up there in Michigan, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and you wanted to get to Disney World and you had to drive, what would be the first thing that you would do? Find the address for Disney World. Right. Find the address for Disney World, where you want to go. And what do you do when you have the address? I plug it in and hit start. You plug it in and you hit start. And so the GPS also had another piece of information in order to give you direction. What was the other piece of information that GPS already had in order for you to, to get directions? My current location. Your current location, absolutely. So what we find is most kids, whether I'm a coach and I'm working with softball players or I'm working with a 14-year-old that is struggling with something who wants to create a new experience in her life, they know where they want to get to in general. They know the general location. They know Disney World is somewhere southeast. They don't might not know the exact address yet, but they know I want to feel relaxed. I want to feel excited. I want to have energy. I want to feel like I matter and I'm a contributor. Um, but they don't necessarily get super clear on where they actually are at now because we have really good coping mechanisms for numbing pain. So for example, a parent could call me and say, Hey, I'm frustrated because my daughter is striking out and she's not pitching good. And we're going to all these showcase tournaments and she's just falling apart on the mound. Right. And that's what she thinks is wrong. But then when I talk to the kid and I do this GPS training, what I actually find out is, well, she is struggling because 
kids at school are bullying her or because she's not spending time with her family and she wants to have family dinner or because she doesn't feel accepted in this area of her life or there's something else going on and showing up in all these other areas. So as coaches, normally we're just like, well, here's what you need to do to hit the ball. And it has nothing to do with that, right? If they can't focus when they're at practice, if they can't show up present because they're distracted or because their energy level is low, because they're not eating because the right things, because they're scared about what other people think of them because they want to be accepted by boys or whatever the thing is right for them. Um, we're trying to, we're trying to put a bandaid on something without actually knowing that, oh, it's actually that their arm is broken, <laughs> you know? So, so the GPS allows us to get really clear on where somebody is. So that way we can tell them where they want to go. But most kids, and I know you've probably experienced this too, Mel, they want to tell you the right answer mm-hmm. and what they think you want to hear. And that might not be what's actually real for them. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between what is right and what is real. So when we walk through this GPS training, it's like, okay, I tell the GPS I'm in Michigan, but really I'm in New York City. Because you know you can edit the location of where it says you are. So if I tell the GPS I'm in Michigan, but I'm really in New York City, and then I follow the GPS, GPS says go southeast. Well, if I start in New York City and I drive southeast, where do I end up? In the ocean. In the middle of the ocean. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so the first step, if you really want to create a guide, a roadmap is like the same thing that happened for me when I was there in Calgary, I had to get super honest and clear with myself and look at myself in the mirror and say, where am I at in my relationships? Where am I at in my career? Not just in my, my business, but also in my hobbies and the things that help me impact the people I love. Where am I at in my health? Not just how I fit in my clothes, but what are my thoughts when I first wake up in the morning and what's my energy like in the afternoon? And What's my mental health whenever I experience challenge? And then my emotions. What are my average emotions that I feel? Am I always exhausted? Am I always just striving to get to the next break? Or am I genuinely waking up pumped and excited about every single day? And once I got super honest about each area of those lives, that's when change could start happening. So now we do that with curls. We've done it for a long time. (laughs) Now I have a deeper level of understanding um, because I've gone through the process personally. Yeah. I love that. I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, dang, I'm going to do this activity after we hang up. We should totally do it. That would be so fun. <laughs> we'll do that. We'll do that together. I yes. Yeah. So that's the first step is getting super clear, creating that GPS about where you are now and where you want to be. So that way, it's for, especially when you're working with kids, it's like we can go on as coaches. We can say, well, you need to do this. You need to do that. You need to do this to be this kind of player. But that's not coming from them. So that's when they lose all that internal drive because they don't feel like they have power, control, or choice. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. All right. Step two. Yeah. Step two. Okay. So we're going to kind of switch gears from just working with teams. And this is what I do with individuals, although it does work with the team as well. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. <clears throat> so I'm going to tell you a story about this girl named Kylie. Um, so when Kylie first came to me, she was 11 and, uh, this was several years ago. She's a, she's a freshman in high school now. Um, so she's 11 years old. She's going through a lot of tough stuff with her family. She lives with her grandma and her grandpa. Um, she also had some health stuff going on where she had to go have surgery every single month because she has these gross in her vocal cords. And if she doesn't get them cut out, she will suffocate. So she has to go every month for surgery. Um, and then on top of that, you know, she's a softball pitcher. She's got big goals. She wants to play in college. She wanted to go to university of Texas. Uh, she wants to maybe play professionally or even at the national level someday. And she's a pitcher and 
really hard on herself, right? Like body language sunks, like, like sinks whenever she um, doesn't do as good as she thinks she needs to do that kind of stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. So she comes to me and we do the GPS call. I'm like, Kylie, okay. If I could wave a magic wand for you and you could change anything about your life, what would you want to change? She's like, I just wish that I could just be more confident. Okay, cool. Which is the number one thing I hear from parents all the time. They want their kid to be more confident. Um, and then number two, I ask her, well, if you could wave a magic wand, you could change something about your community, about your team or your school or the people that you love. What would you change there? She said, well, I wish I could help other people be more confident too. Okay, cool. Well, if you could do anything and all things were possible, how would you do that? What would you think of, what do you think a way you could help other people be more confident and become more confident yourself in the process? She's like, well, I think it would be super cool if one day I would write a book. That sounds awesome. Kylie, let's do that. Let's write a book. So fast forward, she is, a, is an author in one compilation book that we write. She catapults that to publish her own book. So by the time she's 12 and a half, she's a published author of her own book. Um, the interesting thing is then she, she, she takes the money that she makes from that book and she uses it towards her own camps and clinics that she wants to attend. And she also donates it to other people that she feels deserves it. So she creates this crazy huge vision, what we call the impact vision, that's step two. And what happens is when you put a kid in an opportunity where they have this crazy huge vision, as soon as they commit to it, they start going for it, they recoil. And they're like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do that. I don't think I can do that. How am I gonna possibly do that? And you almost, you want that recoil to happen. You want the vision to be so big that they don't believe it's possible because then in the process of actually going through the process of making it happen, you rewire their brain to realize that, oh, when I face adversity or challenge, when I face failure, I can actually overcome it. So we create this big vision of what's possible for them um, and then say, all right, let's do it. So that's step number two is getting them to that place where they're scared, they're nervous, but they're excited because that's what lights them up. Yes, I love that piece. We talked about that with Coach Dale too, the, making it scary on purpose. Yeah. Scary on purpose. That's perfect. Yeah. Make it scary on purpose. That's exactly it. And in a safe environment, because later mm -hmm. on they'll experience stuff in life that is scary that they can't control. Mm -hmm. So put them in this kind of false pressure cooker where it's scary on purpose and it's something that we can control. It prepares them for later on in life. Um, so then step three is power team. So like with Kylie, one of the things we did, she's in our, what we call our impact program. So we start introducing her to people who are excellent. I believe if you want to be excellent, you study excellence. You've probably heard the quote, um, it's not just it's not just what you know, it's who you know. You heard that before? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we believe it's not just it's not just who you know, it's it's who believes in you. Who is willing to go out of their way to introduce you to people, to open doors for you, to be there when you're actually struggling. I told Alicia, like this was the first time I really felt like I had friends because in the past, a lot of my relationships were very transactional. People would do nice things for me, but it always felt like they'd do something nice for me because they expected me to do something nice in return. And that's what I thought friendship was for a long time. And for the first time, I realized that's not the case at all. Um, but that's what I thought. So we teach them, how do you build relationships with people um, because of who you are? Not because of what you do, not because of what you have, but because of who you are. And how do you build that team of people like what we have now with our dream team, with Dale and Coach Stacy and the two of you um, and, and the, the rest of our community, like how do you build those relationships with people? 
So for Kylie, I introduced her to my good friend, Joni Frey, who's the national coaching director or was the national coaching director in Canada. Um, and now she coaches, she's the coach for the national Ugandan softball team. She's on a mission to help build young, strong, strong young women and to grow softball around the world. So I introduced her to Kylie. They fell in love with each other, basically. Kylie was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. So she donated some of her money to go to Team Uganda to be able to help them go to the World Cup in in, uh, in Canada, in Surrey, a couple of years ago. And so then because of that, Kylie gets to go sit in the dugout during the World Cup. And there's Team USA girls. Jacqueline Trainer walks over and she's like, oh my gosh, Kylie, can I have your autograph? And I take a picture. You know, like, and so now, now Kylie is 14 and the people that she's surrounded by are completely different planet than than the kinds of things that she was focused on before, where before she'd get bullied because of the voice her voice, or she'd be stressed out about homework. Her life is not any easier now. But now when she's dealing with something really difficult in her life, she she gets support from Leah Miko O'Brien, right? She gets support from people who are are at such a different level of impact and influence because of who Kylie has become. And so how do you make sure that your girls, your athletes, your team knows that when they face a difficult time in the future, that they don't have to go through it alone. And they can surround themselves with people that do believe in them and they can reach out and they can advocate for themselves. And so that's the third step is teaching them how to build those relationships and build a power team. So if you're a parent, you don't have to worry like in the future, if they're going through something difficult, that girl's going to be taken care of. Yes, I love this. And in a world where so many people feel alone, even though we're connected to everyone on social media, I think this is awesome. That's so critical, right? Like, because they think that their relationships, and I built a lot of relationships through social media. I mean, I met mm. you through social media, right? Yeah, it definitely, it's powerful and it has a purpose, but if you don't take it to that next level of honesty and realness, then it's not the same. Yeah, I think that's the, that's the secret is lots of kids have lots of friends on social media, but how, 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 is it all filtered? Mm. No, is it all like this is what I look like and I use this app and it makes me look like this or you know let me show you the highlights of my life and I think you know, the way I've connected with you and the way I connected with Stacey is like let's get this relationship and get it offline to where we can actually get to know each other and make an impact together and that's the, the secret so when people listen to the mental sweet spot you know the ones that really start seeing change in their life they're the ones that reach out to you directly and say hey Mel hey Alicia here's what's going on what can we do? Let's start up a strategy call. Let's see how we can serve you. Those are the ones that really get the biggest impact because they're not just consuming the information, but they're really building a relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think that goes along too, Jen, with what you're saying about surrounding yourself with, you know, a strong team, positive people, people who support you, your support group is really, really important. So, so those people that you surround yourself with, I think help, help you along your journey as well. Yeah. Cause are you, are you surrounding yourself with people that are talking about high level ideas. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're a coach, it's, 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 you probably, there's lots of people probably here that have been on a coaching staff where they don't, they're not everybody's on the same page. Maybe you have different philosophies and those can be really challenging, stressful times. Like I've been on teams before where I have one philosophy about how I speak with the girls. And then there's another coach in the dugout and he's yelling and screaming and over coaching and it's, and it makes it difficult and it makes it not fun. And it makes it, it makes you wonder like, okay, like, is this really how I want to spend my time? For me, I stuck it through those seasons and I did it for the girls, even though my personal life was struggling because of it. Cause I would come home and I was stressed and it was taking all this. I was, it was really affecting me because it was going beyond the field. I'd get these messages, these angry text messages. I know coaches have gotten those before angry emails. 
And that was early on in my coaching career before I knew how to be really intentional about how I built my team. Um, but, uh, but that's really difficult. If you're not surrounded by people that are focused on the things that are important to you, that believe in you, that support you, that will challenge you, that will be vulnerable and honest with you, it's hard. It's really, really hard and it affects every other part of your life. Absolutely. It does. And I've been in those situations as well before. And when you're not on the same page, it, it not only impacts you personally, but it impacts the team, the group, the, the girls, they see it, they hear it. They even start maybe even picking sides. Yeah. And I think that's a really stressful environment for as a team as well, but off the field, you know, you can see the same exact thing happening with some of the people they're surrounding themselves with and the community that they choose. And I think when they, when they work hard to find those people that support them and are real true friends and not just transactional friends, right. Then I think that that's where you can really start to help yourself. Absolutely. And you know, it's interesting that you say that. Cause I think that's why, that's why teams, that's why there's so much turnover in teams, right? Yeah. Cause in exactly. general, as a society, we struggle. We don't know how to create really strong, meaningful relationships as a society. And we do, there's a, there's a lot of people that do There's a lot of people that don't because they've never had it modeled for them. And if you don't have it modeled for you, then you have to find your own way and you have to find your own path in order to, to make sure that that's modeled for you or you always struggle there and there's always turnover. I've been through that myself. So that's what we show the girls. It's like, okay, so here's what healthy relationships look like. Here's what real friendship looks like. And the biggest thing I hear from some of the girls that, that work with me and go through my program, I had one girl message me. She had just gotten started. I think she had done like one call and she said, you know, I didn't even realize that this relationship that I was in was abusive and that this person, like she had a friend that was literally hitting her. Right. And she didn't even, she was like, I told her to stop and she just never would. And she would go into detail about things that she had tried to do and like how this person would essentially manipulate her. And she's like, I didn't even realize that that was wrong. And, and it's like, that's the biggest thing is when you can get young women out of unhealthy relationships or realize that they're unhealthy, then they're, they're not so stressed. They start to believe in themselves. Their confidence instantly skyrockets because they're around other people that aren't putting them down all the time. Oh, that's so huge. That's so powerful. Yeah. It's, it's like real, it's the real stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so anyway, step three, power team. <laughs> <laughs> we go on for days on we power on for team. Days. We can do that. Uh, step four is execution. So now they've got this big vision. Now they're surrounded by people that challenge them. Like there's this girl right now I'm working with and she, um, she was super into photography. She was, she's working on a photography book, um, to be able to show that everybody's the same. She's into softball. So I connected her with my friend, Jade Hewitt, who's, um, she works for the scrapyard dog. She just shot a bunch of stuff at the NFCA. She's the photographer for team USA softball. She's an awesome woman and hooked those two up. And so now they're kind of bouncing back and forth on how they're going to be able to put this photography book together. And I introduced her to, um, this girl I used to coach named Abby, who doesn't even play softball anymore. She's all grown up now. She started when she was 12 and now she's an adult. And she's a photographer for like Taylor Swift and all these really cool artists. So, so now uh, this girl I'm working with, now she's got this mini power team, but now she's working on the execution of it. So now she's going out and she's doing the steps to actually make her vision a reality. And the thing is, is in the execution of whatever the impact project is, whatever the vision is, you face challenges. Things you expect to be easy or not, things go wrong. And how do you train yourself and train your brain to respond to that? And what we find is how you do anything is how you do everything. So when things go wrong in that project, 
how is it like when things go wrong in your softball career, when things go wrong on the field and how do you respond? So just by going through that process, it instantly gives them perspective of how they can respond differently in sports. And so we're able to use those those two metaphors, to, that metaphor together to be able to not just impact them off the field, but also impact them on the field as well, which is really, really fun to see. Yeah, people talk about like sports teach lessons. Like, nah, I think they just unearth the lessons. Yeah, it's there. But if you don't know how to examine it, mm -hmm. then there's no awareness that doesn't help, right? Right. <laughs> good coaches, good coaches teach lessons. Mm. Sport itself Sport itself will teach you if you reflect on it, but most kids don't actually know how to reflect unless we show them how. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think as coaches, like that's one of the most powerful things I've seen you guys do with the coaches that you coach. And especially in that mastermind, there's such a new level of awareness that's created on how they can create the impact that they want with their kids mm. because all of a sudden they're reflecting in a way that they've never reflected before. And nobody's challenged them to reflect that way. And because of that, and instantly with that level of awareness, they're able to have a greater impact with their kids because of how they start showing up. Which mm -hmm. is really cool. And I love that you guys do that. It's, it's a gift. It's a gift. <laughs> You've been working on it. It's taken some years. It has taken some time. <laughs> but I can tell you working with Mel, at least specifically this past season, like she really helps me reflect on things weekly. We would talk every single Sunday and it's, We've talked about this endlessly, how it's how coaches get lost in the details of the season. You can get lost in the details as a parent. You can get lost in the details, you know, just in general of your life because you're so focused on certain things. So if you take the time to reflect, um, I think this season is the most I've ever done on my own personal um, coaching and what's going on with the team and what can I do better as a coach weekly. Um, that, ha that helped me significantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I love too is Alicia is like you don't just tell people to do this. You don't just teach people how to do this. Like you do this and you go through it and you know the challenges that come with that. <laughs> and <laughs> and I think that that's what makes it all so powerful is like when you look for a coach or a mentor, you want to find somebody who's walking the talk. Mm. And when you find that person who is walking the talk and they're going through it too, that's what makes it so powerful. You're like, okay, I see how I, I can model this person because they're going through it. This last mm -hmm. year, I invested in several coaches myself at a really high level, at a bigger level than I, if you had told me this, I would have done this two years ago. I'd have been like, kind of laughing in your face. I'm like, there is no way, there's no way that I'm ever going to spend that much on a personal coach or a business coach for myself um, or a relationship coach for that matter, or a health coach. I would have been like, no way. Mm -hmm. But I found the right people. I found the people that I connected with that were walking the talk that were, creating this kind of impact that I want to create in the world. I'm like, okay, if that's what they're doing and they're successful at it, they're a few steps ahead of me, I'm going to follow that person. And so now as I'm going through my own execution towards my vision and my goals and, you know, overcoming my own obstacles, I've got someone there to help refocus me, to give me awareness, all that kind of stuff, just like Mel did for you, Alicia. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, that's awesome. And Alicia does back for me, just not coaching at the moment. You know, it's cool. I was talking about this with Stacy last night, uh, who was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. And um, I said, I said, you know, what's really cool, Stacy is like, I feel like you make me such a better coach because of how you parent mm. and how you talk to the parents in our program and how you support them. And then I was talking to Dale because um, he was with us on tour as well, who was on the podcast just last week. And we were on our way back from Chicago and we were both talking about our, our, our relationships and and we were able to bounce some ideas. I'm like, okay, like, and, and because of that, it instantly challenged me to become a better wife when I came home and my relationship with my husband was much better 
just because I was able to reflect on, okay, I could communicate a couple things differently and it completely changed everything. It's like, so we have this cool little, literally our own power team Mm -hmm. and we all have these different elements that we bring to support each other. And I think every single coach, if you are a person of influence, if you're a person that desires to be impactful, if you're a desire that wants to be a leader, you must, you must, must, must build this, find this, cultivate it or invest in it for yourself, one or the other. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, you want to know the last step? Yes. Number five. <laughs> Number five. Leverage. So now you've got this kid or this team, and they've gone on something, this incredible journey, and they faced challenge and they faced adversity. And now what do you do with that? And our goal through this whole program is to literally rewire their brain so where in the future, they're constantly a person who's striving to impact more people, influence more people to be the best version of themselves, that when they face challenge or adversity, they can overcome it. So how do you take this story and not only embed it into them so they never forget who they truly are at their core, an overcomer, someone who's strong, someone who's powerful, someone who's um, a leader, how do they embed that in themselves and also use it as leverage to open doors in the future? So there's this one girl, her name was Lexi. And when her dad signed her up for my program, he did it because she wasn't getting a lot of playing time and she was he was worried she was going to quit. That's why. When I started talking to Lexi and I did that GPS call with her, she's like, oh man, I just want to wish we had family dinner and I want to spend more time with my mom and my brother and with my family. And right now I go and I shut the door to my room and I go lay on my bed and I listen to music because I'm scared if I go tell her I want to spend more time with her, what if she, essentially, what if she rejects me? Now, mom wasn't doing anything to make her feel that way, but that's what was going on for her, right? That's what she was feeling. So we walked her through um, an exercise. That was her That was her vision was to be able to have more family time with her family. That's what she wanted. That was her impact project. So I introduced her some to some different people through our calls where she got to see some great father-daughter relationships, some great mother-daughter relationships. She goes and has a conversation with her mom. She messaged me back. She's like, hey, guess what? Like I had some time with my mom. We're having girl-daughter night. And now, now we're going to figure out a way to put this into our calendar all the time so we can have mother-daughter night all the time. So her challenge that she had to overcome was she's so busy, her family's so busy. How does she fit this into her schedule? Because everybody's running around like crazy. Her mom's a, a successful businesswoman. She's got all this stuff going on. Um, so she figures that out. We teach her a process called impact time. She go, she, she figures that out. So now her life is much more in balance. She has more fun playing softball. She ends up playing at a really high level. She writes a chapter in a compilation book that we put together. So she just basically told her story of what she learned, her struggle and her, her story of how she overcame it. She wrote that into like a six page thing. We put it into a book. We published that book. So then when she was going through the recruiting process and she went to camps and stuff, she was able to go up to a coach and say, Hey coach, thank you so much for camp. You know, here's a copy of, here's a copy of this book that I was a part of. And by the way, I'm in that book. There's also Leah Miko, gold medalist. There's also, um, Carlene Headley Cooper played for the great Britain national team. Like there's all these other amazing athletes that are also contributed to this book, including Stacey Mahoy, by the way, the amazing Stacey. This yeah. is more um, and so now she's able to give a book that, that literally shows her coach who she is. And so if you're, if you're a coach and you've got a girl that says, Hey, you know, here's something that I did. And in that book, it tells the story of how they overcame a challenge and how they responded and reacted to that. And you've got a girl that you see her play on the field and they're pretty much equal in all other aspects. You're going to have a stronger relationship with the kid that came and told you an intimate story. 
you know? So the way leverage looks is a lot of different ways, but basically how do you create a game plan to take this great journey you've gone on and use it to be able to open doors, whether that's for a scholarship, an internship, a job, a new business that you want to create, whether it's to create a new team, how do you take that experience it and serve others with it and serve yourself at the same time to be able to be the best version of yourself? So that is the five steps that we walk kids through. I love those steps. I really am going to go through this. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. We're kind of on our own impact project right now, right? Yeah, we are. We're in execution. That's what we're doing. I like it. Love it. Anything else you got for our coaches moving forward to help walk kids, even if they don't have all the steps down like you do now, how can they help their players and even themselves make more of an impact? It's a good question. You can take it a lot of different ways. I think when I think coaches, especially the kind of coaches that listen to this podcast, they don't show up here by accident. You know, there are people that invest in themselves that want to be a person of impact, that want to make a positive difference in their kids' lives. And just like parents, as coaches, often we get caught up in what we're teaching or what we're saying or or how we're communicating something when the most powerful communication that we have is how we live and how we show up. Because regardless of what you say, or kids are watching what you do. And if you're telling them, yeah, you need to go work out or you need to get enough sleep or you need to need drink enough water, or you need to eat healthy food and you don't do it yourself or if we don't do it ourselves, what kind of message are we really sending? And if we're telling our kids, hey, you need to take time to practice or you need to bounce back from mistakes or you need to invest in a private coach or whatever it is, go for your goals, go for your dreams. And we are not doing that at our highest, most intense level what message are we really sending? So I would say the number one thing a coach could do, the number one thing that I'm constantly striving to do, the number one thing I see you guys constantly striving to do is make sure that you put yourself in a community and an environment where you are challenged to play up, where you're surrounded by people that operate at a higher level with, than you, than where you are, that are where you want to be, that support you, that believe in you, and that, that give you the tools and the perspective and the awareness of what your next steps are to do. If you do that, if you consistently commit to surrounding yourself with that kind of community, you will, also, you will have your cup full. So that way you can pour into your kids because they need you. And the only way you can really be there for them is to make sure that your cup is full first. And that is it for today's episode. We're leaving it there because that was such a gem. But now we have a challenge for you. Instead of a freebie today, we are giving you a personal challenge. We want you to reflect on how you're currently showing up for your players. Are you being the best example of the strong, independent leader you want them to become? What does that look like on your best days? And what are some things that get in your way on your off days? On a scale of one to 10, how well are you actually living that vision every day? We want to hear how you tackled this challenge. So give us a shout out on social media, shoot us a private message, or for our members, share it in the Dream Team Clubhouse. To learn more about becoming a member, join us on our free training. Head to mentalsweetspot.com and sign up today. We hope you enjoyed the episode. See you next week.